Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you and your family are focused on God, family, and country 24-7. Welcome to the broadcast, libertyroundtable.com, our local website for the broadcast, lovingliberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. A big shout-out and a thank you to them for all their hard work and efforts and love and support and everything else. Lovingliberty.net, live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. Also, you can download the Android or the iPhone app. It's free. You download it, and you can listen to live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. You can follow the Twitter feed. You can give feedback and a whole lot more donations, of course, are always welcome on the apps and or on the website, lovingliberty.net. Be liberal in your donations. Every penny will be used to promote God, family, and country, to promote the sacred cause of liberty. All right. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. Of course, still available online at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. We had on Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job as always. And we talked about Israel's troubling Green Pass. Yeah, it's a post-coronavirus system. Cheryl K. Chumley writes the article, Individuals who show a Green Pass could stay in hotels, dine inside restaurants, attend events of mass gatherings, it can include religious services, sports games, visit places of tourism, not to mention tour, uh, places of cultural significance, gather for weddings, funerals. They can work out in fitness centers. They can swim in swimming pools that are public. They can vacation in crowded places. Man, they can just about do everything. In fact, they can live normal life, if you will. Uh, as long as you have the troubling green pass. What is the green pass? Well, in America, they're calling it a Vaccine passport. It's an absolute shame. It's a disgrace. They're going to force these passports on all of us, ladies and gentlemen. It's putting government right in the center of dictating health care and more. It is disaster. Uh, for example, the Texas COVID numbers are crashing in Texas. They're going down, down, down. Poor Anthony Fauci, dumbfounded. The poor physician just doesn't get it, and I got news for him. More folks are developing herd immunity, naturally, not just vaccinated. Uh, people are realizing, and the virus is attenuating. What it means is it's getting weaker over time as it spreads more and more through the population. It weakens. Yeah, and you're probably hitting pockets of resistance uh, to the vaccine. I'm, I'm sorry, to the virus, because more and more people have natural immunities. As the second and third and fourth round of the virus comes, you know what? People's bodies adapt, too. 
You think the virus morphs and adapts and changes. So do people's human uh, bodies and their uh, immune system responses. Dr. Pierre Corey has been speaking out about solutions as well. He testified before the Senate and Congress, but now YouTube doesn't even believe that you and I should know about the testimony before the Senate. Did you know that? Dr. Pierre Corey, a man who is the leader of a, of a pretty large organization, a man who believes that we've got the solutions to the COVID virus. All right, but they took dr- drastic action over there at YouTube, okay? They took his testimony before the Senate down. He discussed ivermectin as a promising coronavirus treatment. They literally took his comments down. Congress can hear what he has to say, but you can't, ladies and gentlemen, because YouTube, the god of the internet, supposedly, says no. You can't know about Dr. Pierre Corey and their incredible discoveries. You can't know what other countries are doing. See, folks, we need to literally be up in arms over these things. Americans need to jettison YouTube yesterday over this stuff. By the way, there was 246 vaccinated Michigan residents. They all got diagnosed with the COVID. Three of them are dead. And uh, that's after the vaccine. What do you say to them apples? Maybe the vaccine's not what it's uh, been cracked up to be, huh? You got to also wonder, we asked this at the end of the hour with our buddy Lowell Nelson, why is the Biden administration pushing the Ukraine to attack Russia? Ron Paul wrote the article, evidence of U.S. support, folks, as 300 tons of new weapons go from the U.S. to the Ukraine in the last several weeks and more is on the way. Why are we fueling that conflict, ladies and gentlemen? When are we going to be a nation of peace? When are we going to lead by peaceful example? When are we going to stay out of the foreign affairs of other nations? Huh? What a disaster. All right, second hour, we had our guest on Mr. Dr. Scott Bradley. His collegiate series called To Preserve the Nation can be found at freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked to him about New York to begin officially requiring vaccine passports. But we also talked about Texas outlaws vaccine passports. Florida Governor DeSantis bans COVID-19 vaccine passports. CNN, Idaho bans vaccine passports, becoming third U.S. state to do so. The battle heats up between the states that love vaccine passports and the states that hate or disagree or reject vaccine passports. Is the lack of a vaccine passport a scarlet letter, ladies and gentlemen? I'll give you an example. St. Vincent residents. You know the island, St. Vincent, right? St. Vincent residents who have not taken the COVID vaccine are banned from being evacuated following a volcano eruption. So you get a volcano eruption, a natural disaster, a massive event. And they're literally saying, if you're vaccinated, we'll help you, save you, care for you, rescue you. And if you don't, tough crap, you're on your own. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever seen a discriminatory, evil policy straight from the pit of hell, there it is. In a, matter, in a, in a crisis scenario, we're going to literally use vaccination 
as a litmus test. If you've been doing, you know, good government, whatever, then you're safe. And if you don't, the heck with you. Okay, in my opinion, this kind of litmus test is criminal. Okay, God didn't say you're your brother's keeper. The Boy Scouts didn't say do a good turn daily. <laughs> the President of the United States didn't say, hey, let's unify. Let's, what did he, what word did he say? Let's unite, right? Um, with an effort to say, let's just jettison anybody who didn't get the vaccination, either by choice or not, yet. Let's discriminate and just abuse those people and leave them hung out to dry. What kind of a deal is that? What a shame. Anthony Fauci continuing to deny the truth and, and just abuse people. Here's what he says. Fauci, whacked out Dr. Goofy Fauci, the single man that seems to have more influence and more manipulative power over the nation than any other human being at this time. Fauci, it's still not okay to eat and drink indoors even if you're vaccinated. So I got a question for all whacked out Fauci. Where do you eat, buddy? Do you go outside and have a barbecue every night? Oh, you mean it's not okay to eat indoors with other people, people not of your family, people who might serve you or need to make a living by feeding you. Oh, what are you talking about? Fauci, why don't you go work in a restaurant for a while, buddy, and then we'll talk about it. See, this guy is so far removed from reality, so protected by government that the guy can't even think straight. I mean, he's off his rocker crazy. So you've got a mask on when you walk in and out of the place. You take it off to eat. You've been vaccinated and you still can't go eat and drink. What can you do, Fauci? What would you like to see happen? How would you? Somebody ought to follow Fauci around for a day or two and see what this wacko really does in his own personal life. Because I'm telling you, he's off the, off the rails crazy. I mean, the guy's so far removed from reality and the rest of us in the real world that it's hard to even have a conversation about the, the, the statements this guy makes. I mean, it is off the charts insane. The guy's a nutcase. I'm telling you right now, the guy's nuts. By the way, the European plans, that's right, the European plans for the passports, the vaccine passports, believe it or not, were in place 20 months before the pandemic. More evidence that we've been scammed and Americans are falling for it in droves. Headline says, poll finds that almost half of Americans want vaccine passports. Do you want a vaccine passport? Do you want to mandate vaccinations? They say at least seven U.S. colleges will require students to receive a COVID vaccine, which means you've got to have a passport. That's the way you prove that you've taken the Vax, right? At least seven colleges are going to mandate that before you can go back to school in person in the fall. Folks, they're going to force us out of society if we don't go along and take their experimental vaccinations, if we don't take the jab. Now, I'm not against people who have taken the vaccine if that's their choice. Okay. I'm not here to tell you that I know everything of the vaccine's um, evil. The vaccine may be just fine. I don't know. What I do know is when you got to force people to do what they think you ought to do, you know that isn't good. Why would they have to force people? You may need a COVID vaccine passport to travel in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about that? States have a, a, the ability to fine you or jail people who refuse to get the vaccine? Folks, this stuff is criminal. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Here's how whacked out Fauci is. I've been telling you this guy's a nutcase forever. But let me explain how whacked out he is. Not only does he say you can't eat or drink inside still, even if you've been vaccinated. When can you eat and drink inside again, doctor? You know what? Let's, let's just put the science behind it. When can you? And the only answer he's got is, I don't know. You know, when we get more herd immunity, maybe you can, buddy. And tell that We just don't know. But we could have a discovery. About, see, how scientific is an answer like that? It's just flat out ignorant. But here's the deal. Fauci and the administration are at odds. Who do you listen to? Listen to me carefully. Here's what Fauci says. Fauci says that the U.S. will not require COVID-19 passports or vaccine passports, whatever you want to call them, okay? So Fauci, the U.S. will not require these passports. Biden administration is working on vaccination passports. So what does that mean? We're going to work on them, but you won't be required to have them. But yet when business requires it, uh, they can do that because it's their own business. But yet it's a partnership between big business and government in a fascist coup. See, what is the end game here? What is the goal? Who's in control and what is their agenda? And that's the problem we don't know. Does Fauci really believe what he's saying? I don't know. But I know this. The guy's 70-something years old or whatever. He's at retirement age. The guy should have retired a long time ago probably. Nevertheless, he's been in government for like 40 years. He's got plenty of money for his whole life and probably to make his family wealthy for generations. And you kind of go, 
what advantage does this guy have to lie to us or to change his, quote, professional opinion for money? Or we could go on and on. What's the value in this guy? What does Fauci even bring to the table? He's the guy that said, oh, don't take masks or don't wear masks. You don't need them. Then he came back and he said, well, I lied because we needed to make sure the medical professionals had the masks and we didn't want you guys to take them all. The truth is you should really be wearing masks. I wasn't genuine or, or up front with you in the beginning, but I, but I had a good reason. And this is the guy, okay, do you trust this guy? This is the guy that says over a year later, even though you've been vaccinated, they, they said forever, wait for the vaccines and then, hey, it'll be cool. Now they're saying it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. You still can't eat or drink inside with anybody else. This is the guy over a year later. This is the guy in the beginning that was like, hey, we got to kind of back away from life. Let's just go out of life for like, you know, a week, 10, 15 days to kind of have a cooling off period. A week turned into over a year and the wacko's still going, hey, you got to wear masks everywhere you go. In fact, let's wear two masks, even though we've been vaccinated. Rand Paul wisely calling it political theater. That's what I'm talking about. Can you legitimately tell me, Dr. Fauci, that the science justifies a year later vaccination and two masks and you still can't eat and drink in front of anybody? Can you really go along with that and back that by science, my friend? And the answer is clearly you cannot. You've got doctors all over the country arguing with your statements, my friend, from Rand Paul in Congress to Dr. Pierre Corey testifying before Congress. And all you guys do is shut them both down, act like Rand's a whack. Tell Dr. Corey he's not even welcome on YouTube anymore. This kind of stuff. What about the other side of the debate that we're not willing to even discuss, listen to, consider? The American people can't even get a chance to hear the other side of the story. Why? Because thugs like you shut us all down. Israel says, hey, more people have died from the vaccinations than they have for the COVID and the elderly population. And there's a report out about it. And I report on that report. And then I get shut down from Twitter. Dr. Corey gets shut down and I get shut down. There's literally, ladies and gentlemen, there is literally no opportunity to hear the other side of the story. And if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Okay, think about it very carefully. If I can't hear the other side of the story, because they're shutting it down, and if they're mandating things for me, in my personal opinion, these are very serious Serious allegations. You can't hear the other side of the story, and we're going to force you to to take the vaccines or to do whatever. If you think that's an environment, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, this is serious business. You can't hear the other side of the story. They shut it down at every turn. And then they say, you've got to take the vaccines. It's the only way. You've got a double mask, even though you're vaccinated. It's the only way. You still can't meet together. You still, and it doesn't end. If they're legitimate about this crisis, why don't they let the evidence stand on its own? All right. Joe Biden says, we're going to follow the science. Then he lets Fauci go out there literally a year later and say, hey, I'm wearing two masks and I'm vaccinated and I still can't go eat and drink near anybody. Is that? Backed by science, and I don't think so. All right, Laura Loomer emails me, says, Patriot, you see it each week, another prominent conservative silenced by the, quote, big tech mafia. But what you don't see are the thousands of other conservatives 
who are silenced by big tech every single day. I'm ending cancel culture for good. And I'm asking you to join the fight. My name is Laura Loomer, and I've been banned more than any other woman in the world, she says, because I won't shut up about the radical left. I expose their hypocrisy, their lies, and their crimes, and they hate me for it, she says. Millions of Americans have been banned from Twitter and Facebook. Same for me, but I've also been banned by PayPal, Uber, Lyft, Venmo, Cash App, Stripe, and I've even had my bank account restricted. No joke, I can't even order a meal from Uber Eats anymore. And I'm not alone. You know President Trump has been banned from Facebook and Twitter, and it seems like each day they find the new, cons- new conservative the target. The cancel culture has infected nearly every industry in America, from social media to our universities. Even Disney has started to fire actors who don't toe the line that promote their agenda. I'm asking you to join me in my fight against cancel culture, and let me tell you how we can do it, she says. I recently had a case that I filed with the Supreme Court, Laura Loomer says, and I had it denied, but our most respected member of the court, Justice Clarence Thomas, had this to say about my case. We will soon have no choice but to address how our legal doctrines apply to highly concentrated, privately owned information infrastructure such as digital platforms. Now, I disagree with a little bit of that because I don't believe these are all private data collections. They're government-funded data collections, Clarence, just so you know. Justice Clarence Thomas, in reference to Laura Loomer's SCOTUS filing. In the coming days, I'll be filing a new lawsuit against the big tech mafia, says Laura Loomer. You can help fund my lawsuit by donating here. I've been working on this case for years. And as part of it, I'll be exposing the massive corporate interests who are driving cancel culture. And it's not just big tech. She's right. It's government in bed with universities, in bed with big tech. I've told you that many, many times. It is black ops in government, Pentagon on down, military government, okay? In bed with the universities, in bed with big tech. That's who's doing it to you and I. They've been doing it for literally almost 75 years. Donate now and I'll add you a list of my contacts so you'll know what's going on in the case, she says. You've already seen how Facebook and Twitter and Google work to suppress conservative speech. You've likely seen what, they've, what they'll do to influence our elections. But do you know why, folks? Everyone assumes that it's just Silicon Valley liberals working against us, but that's only half of it, she says. Well, she's right as rain, but I've been telling you this for quite some time, folks. You don't realize this, but you are personally funding other companies that actively work against you, and I'm going to expose them all, she says. Be part of this fight by donating any amount, whether it's 10, 25. I really appreciate your support, and I'll be in touch soon. Respectively, Laura Loomer. P.S. Cancel culture goes beyond social media. When a person or a business is cut off, It's an attempt to not only cut off their voice, but their livelihood as well. Big Tech tech aims to end careers. Kill businesses and smear individuals. 
WND sent this out to me from Laura Loomer. And I think that, you know, Laura's right on this. And I don't have money to donate Laura, but I do agree with your point. And I will use my influence on the radio to try to help people understand your valid point. Right? It's a serious, serious thing. I've been banned to prove the point. We'll talk about it more in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The FDA and the CDC will stop using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at federal sites and urge states to do so as well as they investigate safety issues. Six recipients, all women between the ages of 18 and 48, developed blood clots. One woman died and a second woman in Nebraska has been hospitalized in critical condition. In the United States alone, 300 to 600,000 people a year develop blood clots and it's unclear if the vaccine caused the ailment. Japanese officials plan to release more than 264 million gallons of radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean over a period of decades as part of an effort to dispose of waste resulting from the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster. The release will begin in two years. An armed student has died in the shooting with police on Monday in Knoxville, Tennessee. The Knoxville Police Department said officers responded to reports of a possibly armed male suspect about 3.15 p.m. local time at the school. No other students were harmed. USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Let's get an Iran nuclear deal update with Dan Naraki. Talks are set to resume in Vienna between the U.S., Iran, and several other parties to try to return to the terms of the 2015 nuclear agreement reached under former President Obama. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says that returning to that deal would be a regression in Middle East policy. He tells Fox News that the efforts of the Trump administration for Middle East peace would be undone by a new deal with Iran. Their theory of the case back in 2013, 14, and 15 was that if we don't take this deal, this deal that guarantees the pathway to a nuclear weapon, then we'll be at war. And of course, we proved just the opposite, right? Secretary Kerry had said, you can't get peace without solving the Palestinian problem. We demonstrated that wasn't true. We were realistic about the world. We engaged diplomatically across a broad spectrum when we brought these Gulf states together with the Israelis for a security arrangement that benefits Americans all across the country. Uh, to go back to that deal would be an enormous regression, an enormous increase in the rest of the United States of America. USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman talking about Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer, quote, we're ending cancel culture. In the coming days, she says, I'll be filing a new lawsuit against the big tech mafia. You know, I appreciate her zeal, and I appreciate her dedication and effort. But I don't share her optimism about it. She already filed a case and lost. Now, thank heavens, Justice Clarence Thomas spoke out really in her behalf. Okay. Uh, literally saying, you know, good things about what's next and stuff. We got to work on this, says Clarence, and he's right. But look, there's not enough of the Supreme Court. And if Joe Biden packs the Supreme Court, there'll even be less who are interested in the truth. Listen to me very carefully. Government, meaning the military, the Pentagon on down. So government backed by black op money. Remember, the government owns the printing press, right, folks? Got that? Okay, so you got printing press black op money funding universities and big tech to make this happen. So when you get a trifecta of government via black op military Pentagon money funding universities who are then in turn funding big tech, and you got a trifecta partnership there going on. You think this is going to be stopped by Laura Loomer, Laura Loomer in her lawsuit? I mean, I appreciate her optimism. But again, I've heard people say these kinds of things for my whole life. And my whole adult life as a political commentator and more. You know, they're going to take down the IRS. They're going to stop the this. They're going to do this. They're going to... And people think all day that they're going to beat the system, and they're not, folks. It is too entrenched, too deep, too evil, too abusive. The scriptures even teach, when in thy way with thy adversary, agree with him quickly. Uh, because what it's saying is if you don't agree with him quickly, he'll just crush you. So I'm not saying you agree with the government. It doesn't mean that you agree. It just means be wise and careful in the battles you pick in America, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? And I, and I, I mentioned many times, Ammon Bundy is a personal dear friend of mine. I love the guy to death. I think he's a great guy. I think he's honest. I think he means well. Uh, but I, I, sometimes his tactics, I, I wonder. For example, taking on the Malheur Wildlife Refuge or whatever. He went there, uh, you know, served in there for several days, went, got to jail for a couple of years. Uh, he eventually won, but I'm not so sure what we accomplished in his win. He would say that he won and he set a standard, and if enough of us would stand up, it would make the difference. That's right, but not enough of us are standing up. That is the, the quintessential point. There's not enough of us who are willing to stand up and take on the system. Well, Sam, that's what the revolutionaries faced, too. There wasn't enough of them, but they still prevailed. There was way more of them than there is now. There was 3% of the population about then. In our day, that would be what?
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. All right, so, so back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're doing fantastic. Just wanted to uh, make sure we got our technical glitches squared away and solved. And um, as I was saying, we had a little technical glitch that kicked me off the air. We're back. You kind of wonder if it's intentional sometimes. Nevertheless, I digress. So I appreciate Laura Loomer and her uh, is resilience. I appreciate her... Uh, what's the other word? Resilience is one of them. Her comeback ability, keep getting after it, after it. I also appreciate her zeal, her desire. But look, I've never seen folks in my lifetime, somebody really take down entrenched, evil, black ops government. Whether it's the IRS, the military, I've just never seen it. Okay, Everybody who goes up against these people absolutely gets 100% crushed. And you would say, Sam, those are the real patriots of America. You know what? They had to get crushed to, to do well. And I get that. I'm not talking about Martin Luther King Jr. I'm not talking about the fake guy in the 60s. I'm talking about the real Martin Luther. Back in history, right? I mean, people did sacrifice much and give a lot to eventually bring us to our day where we could all read the Bible and learn about God and do these wonderful things. I'm not doubting that in any way. But I am saying to you that, you know what, where is the line? Where is the balance factor where you say, you know, <clears throat> I could take on the IRS. I could make a bold stand. But if I do and I get crushed, is that a battle I should take on? Is that a hill I should die on? And that's kind of where I start to have a little bit of issues and say, you know what? There's a fine line there. And I'm not here to pick on patriots doing the best they can. Okay? Like, for example, an Ammon Bundy. You know what? He's fighting the fight as he thinks best. And who am I to say my tactics are better than his? So I don't want you in any way to think that I'm just the definitive, you know, or I think that I'm the definitive on this stuff. I just know this. For Ammon Bundy to sit in jail for two years, and now for him to be arrested twice in one day, and for him to be doing all the, you wonder how much he's moving the needle of liberty forward versus how much is it turning into, he loses a lot of his personal family time, his ability to build business, uh, you know, what if we could fund radio, for instance? What if we got a 1,000 Americans to put in a dollar a day? We had $365,000 in one year because a 1,000 Americans put a dollar a day in. It will be nothing but, you know what, a big gulp or the equivalent of a, of a big drink or whatever you want to call them, a coffee, a mocha, or whatever, you know, an energy drink, whatever, whatever your deal is, right? <clears throat> a dollar a day, it, it's nothing for many, many. You could find a 1,000 people that wouldn't even blink at spending a dollar a day. I'm one of them. I could spend a dollar a day and not even blink on liberty. On the, okay, but I can't get a thousand people to do that. But if we did, we could buy a radio station, an AM/FM combo right here where I live in the county that I live in. Kirk Crosby's been working on that feverishly. Okay, and it would influence about what almost a million people 
800,000 people could have the opportunity then to listen to Freedom Radio. Okay. Now that is just in um, my area. And you would say, well, Sam, why across the country would we just fund your area? Because eventually with the $365,000 a year from 1,000 Americans, we could move to your area and buy a radio station. And if we didn't buy radio stations, we could decide what to do with the money. We could, we could use it to advertise and promote our online radio. You could promote on billboards and things. There's so much that could be done. But see, you've got to have 1,000 dedicated Americans enough to put a dollar a day in, right? So when most Americans aren't willing to put their money where their mouth is, you're alone. You're left alone in the battle for liberty almost, virtually alone. And the question becomes for those folks that are virtually left alone, is taking on the IRS and losing your house and becoming homeless really worth it? Is that a hill you should die on? Now, I'm not here to speak for others because I don't receive God's guidance for other people. However, I will say I really question the validity of losing or dying on that hill, losing that battle. Because then that person is so consumed with being homeless, trying to fight the battle, trying to file all the court documents on time, trying to, and the government has them so wrapped up in and derailed by that they can't use their talents to educate and grow our message. If I take on the government, make a grandstand on a big hill, let's say that I went into the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. Would I be better off? Pete Santilli did that. Is he better off than I am? Is he more of a patriot than I am for going in and doing that? No, I'm not attacking Pete or Ammon or anybody else who have picked their personal battles. But I am trying to get people to consider a broader perspective about what battles do we pick? Let me give you an example, a real one, coming up in seconds on your radio. so busy with the board meeting. Just spend more time together as a family. Do more out of the house activities. This is a tough one. My parents, they do everything they love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head. They don't need to show it to me. I just know they love me. Well, not yelling at me very much. What do you wish? What do you wish? Raise my allowance. To not argue together. Um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer. Family, isn't it about time? Buy me an ice cream and kiss me to love me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, what's the next question? I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City Policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. 
And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. So I'm not here to attack anybody else's efforts over the sacred cause of liberty, but I am here to say we as a people just are not united at all. So the majority of the people don't even care, don't even know. They're not even engaged in the solutions. They just throw up their hands and it's like, ah, I don't know about politics or I'm not interested or it bothers me or there's nothing to do or whatever. But the liberals managed to gather their uh, energies together in enough focus to really raise money and really have an impact. We as conservatives don't do that. So Evan Bundy is off going to jail for a couple of years and then off, you know, getting arrested a couple of times. And Pete said until he went into the Mount here Wildlife Refuge, that would be a journalist. They said he was kind of part of the patriot movement rather than a journalist and he, uh, or a commentator, political you know, reporter. And he lost kind of there and got beat up and forced to capitulate. And now he's in trouble with the law kind of stuff. And I'm not doubting those guys. But then, you know, buddies of mine have lost their homes to the IRS and. You know, people have died on a lot of different hills, but their ability to fight for liberty has diminished significantly in those scenarios. Uh, now, take Laura Loomer, and this is why I'm highlighting this. Laura Loomer says we're ending the cancel culture. In the coming days, I'll be filing a new lawsuit against the big tech mafia. But is it really big tech? They're just the ones taking money from the government, Right. And they're taking money from the government to develop technologies that the government wants them to develop with government backdoors and hooks and everything else to get control of the communications of we the people, see? But big tech's just, they're a downstream victim to some degree, too, because their bosses and their leader, you know, the average employee of Google and Facebook and Twitter and all these things, they don't really know. I mean, they know that it's not great, but what do they do? There's like, look, Google's going to continue abusing the people whether I'm here or not. If I stand up too boldly, Google will just fire me and get rid of me. And, you know, I'm just a tiny wheel in this big old cog. And, I, you know, wow, I don't know what to do. And, and so people are just kind of doing the best they can. It's kind of like the stimulus money. Hey, none of us like it. We don't think it's great that the government's just handing out tons of cash, but it is. And what do you do? Do you not take your stimulus? Uh, how do you turn it back into your government? You know, how do you not take it? If you don't take it, is it going to really help? Right? And so I'm not downing all the decisions everyone's making. What I'm saying is we need to intentionally work towards solutions. If I donate now to Laura Loomer's lawsuit, she's already lost one, so that she can go on and take on the big tech mafia, you think the government, black ops, Pentagon dollars are going to be exposed by your courts ran by the same government? You think they're going to give Laura Loomer just a big old bunch of money and go, my golly, you're right. There is a big tech mafia, and it's in bed with the Pentagon and black op government money. And by golly, politicians, some of them are even in on it and uh, in the know. And, man, we're going to take down the big universities, and we're going to take down the Pentagon, and we're going to take down black ops military money. We're going to take down the universities and big tech all at once. See, it's kind of like Sidney Powell's idea that I'm going to take on the, the vote fraud and get to the bottom of it. It's international in scope, and I'm going to take it down. He's right on the point that it is a cabal. It is a secret combination above us all, abusing us all. But the problem is you can't take it down. There's not enough of us. I appreciate those bold, intrepid individuals alone fighting for what they think is right. But you know what? I think they got the cart before the horse is what I'm getting at. 
If you're Sydney Powell now, she's in big old lawsuits of her own with all these big, um, what, electioneering um, manufacturers of, of hardware that, that count or whatever you want to say, catalog the election results or whatever you want to say, obscure the election results, all the above. If it's global corporations, you think that that is in bed with black op money like the tech industry is? Do you think the voting machines and big tech and universities and black ops military money is behind the voting machines? And if it's global in scope, as Sidney Powell says, I believe her, by the way. But I'm not so sure we can take that down in America when we can't even find a thousand people to buy a radio station or two. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's what I'm talking about, right? I mean, folks, think about this for a minute. If you had and, and Americans, instead of putting in less than a dollar a day, $30 a month, what if you had Americans put in $100 a month? Right? What if you had patriots that were willing to get a little more dedicated and put in $100 a month? Okay? So let's do 365000 Right? Divided by, by $1,200. Because if Americans put in $100 a month, it would be $1,200 in a year. It would only take 300 of us. Is that right? 365000 divided by 1200 right? 304 people. If you could find 304 Americans that would put $100 a month, I mean, you could find people who are business owners, uh, or men, uh, people that are you know doing fairly well. A lot of people could say, I can't afford $100 a month, Sam. I understand that. But I'm just saying if you could find 300 business owners that would do it, $100 a month in one year, you'd have $365,000. You could buy radio stations. You could move from community to community. It might take you 10, 15 years. Or you might be able to, you know what, get, what if you got 300 people in a given area? Can't a metropolis in America, can't each state? For instance, in whatever area has got the most patriots in it, find 300 people. See, this could be duplicated over and over and over, but people have got to put their money where their mouth is. And so my whole point about this is when I see people that are super patriots, Ammon Bundy, and I'm not doubting him at all. I hope this isn't taken. You know, if you if you let Ammon Bundy listen to this, by all means, let him. I, I'm not suggesting he shouldn't hear this. But I feel bad when a poor guy, a true patriot like an Ammon Bundy, puts his life, his fortune, Everything on the line for liberty, and there's not enough Americans that even prize what he's doing to give him the support he needs to be successful. Okay, same with Laura Loomer. You know what? We're ending cancel culture. Good luck. I appreciate it. I hope you're successful. But I don't know that I want to put money into that lawsuit. I think you'll spend a million dollars and the government will slaughter you, and then where will we be? See, the ideas that we have are really critical, and what hills we die on are really vital. And that's why one of the things that I believe is the most successful, the most valuable, the most important project to work on, and it's not just because I'm involved in it, but is radio or articles and, and, and people like WorldNet Daily, WND.com, Breitbart. Those, those people, I believe, are making the most difference because they're educating the masses. And if you do it right, you're not really dying on a hill. You might get attacked by the government. You might have trouble, but you're not dying on a specific hill per se. And if we die on the free speech, freedom of the press hill, um, well, maybe that is the hill we should die on. 
Because look, without it, we can't get the word out. With it, we can get the word out. So if we spend, let's say we spend $365,000 on Laura Loomer's case and she loses. At the end of the day, what do we have to show for it except for case president against us? If we spend $365,000 on advertising, promoting the radio networks we've already built, LovingLiberty.net comes to mind, and or buying radio stations, see, going forward, we have a bigger platform to get our word out. See, that's the problem with the patriots. While the liberals are building YouTube, while the cabal of big tech and government and the universities were all in this trifecta, while they were building YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and the conservatives were twiddling their thumbs, going to work every day, living their lives, watching sports, whatever they were doing, to the point where at the end of the day, big tech, backed by government and backed by the universities, controlled it all. All right, so while that's going on, the Republican mainstream, they call it the Republican majority, they um, built a news apparatus where they're emailing out questionnaires and polls to everybody. I got one of them. Here's what it says. Do you support Mitt Romney? Are you kidding me, ladies and gentlemen? Are you joking right now? Do I support Mitt Romney? No. We had a caucus system in Utah, and it rejected Mitt Romney. And then big money circumvented the caucus system, put him on the ballot anyway, and he won. And ever since then, he's been the most moderate, most center of the road, half the time siding with the Democrats, Republican, I think the Utah state's ever had. He's a carpetbagger. He shouldn't have even ran from the state of Utah. He's not from Utah. He just knew that he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prominent religion in the state, and he knew that if he came, he'd be loved. They first brought him in for the Olympics so that he could become a rock star. And, oh, man, he saved the Olympics. Massachusetts governor saved us from the Olympic meltdown. And, by golly, good, good on him. And then he comes back, and he's nothing but a carpetbagger, folks, that doesn't hold the ideals of American values. Who doesn't stand with the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America? That is not who Mitt is. But yet, see, Mitt and crew can put together a mainstream promotion. Do you support Mitt Romney is the big poll question that they've got out now. See, we need to take polls ourselves. Okay, and i got to give Alex Jones some credit. Alex Jones is one of the guys who has actually paid for polls. He said, I don't believe the mainstream polls. Let me do a poll of my own. We need more of that. We need people in the news and the media and to spread the word. What we need to do is really double down in education. And we need to build our own institutions. You can't just go to the government school and then wake up 100 years later and go, hey, man, how come them schools are teaching? How come everybody's socialist? Well, because you let your kids go to the government school that's been promoting socialism for generations, and now everybody's socialist. Are you surprised? You know, how dumb am I? No, what you need to do is build your own institutions that will teach your children what we believe, that will stand up for the sacred cause of liberty. When it comes to journalism, when it comes to um, nationally syndicated commentators on your radio, we need to build our own organizations and our own talk show hosts. And our, If you don't think I'm worthy of it, you don't think I'm good enough at it, find somebody else. I don't care. I can go make my living in <laughs> big tech if I want to. That's where I make my money to fund radio now anyway. I can go make my living in tech. In fact, I'll make more money in tech than I will in radio by a thousandfold. But I believe the radio is where we can have the greatest impact. It's where we can educate people. It's where we can wisely, carefully select what hills we want to die on, 
what battles we want to fight. We can work on our greater numbers, which we need to be successful in the first place. Uh, and we can really save people from the brink of financial ruin. Uh, we can help people spend time with their families. But we need to unite around a cause. And if you believe that radio is it, support us. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate liberally. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. We'll use every penny to grow our presence in the media. But if you don't think our cause is worthy, you think, you know what? Sam's a goofball. He's no good at it. There's plenty of talk show hosts better than Sam. It isn't a matter of being better or worse in my view. We need more of us, not less. It's not a matter of, hey, there's not room enough in this town for both of us. I don't believe in that. There is plenty of room for us to educate Americans and stand for the sacred cause of liberty. We need more folks preaching at the pulpit, more folks preaching on the radio, more folks telling the tale of the Constitution should be the political religion of our nation, that we the people need to stand like the black robed regiment of yesteryear and really promote morality, God, family, and country. And the more we do and the more we help people understand what we can do to fight back effectively, let me give another kudos to Ammon Bundy for what he's done. And others have built this people's rights organization. Okay, And people's rights is a great, incredible tool that is educating Americans all across the country and putting Americans in places where they can actually do something to make a difference. we got to have more of that. I point to Ammon because, you know what, those are effective efforts. I'm not sure going to jail over and over and over is as effective as his people's rights organizations. I'm just giving you my opinion and providing direction to keep people out of harm's way but yet to help people unite and use our greater numbers to be effective. That is my whole point of this hour. I hope it hit home. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I'm Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. This is our two of two. This is the broadcast for April the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Hour two of two, as I mentioned, our goal to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property, and to do it all on your radio, in the traditions of our founding fathers. So last hour, I spent a lot of time talking about Laura Loomer, quote, we're ending cancel culture. In the coming days, I'll be filing a new lawsuit against... The big tech mafia, and I appreciate her zeal. I really do. But the next question they asked, do you support Mitt Romney? Okay, and Sam went off a little bit, talking about the efforts of a lot of patriots. And I believe some of the efforts that people make, I know they genuinely mean well, but I believe they're dying on hills they ought not die on. I believe they're tying up too much time and resources and money and everything else uh, in in efforts that are futile. Is that the best word? Yeah, that are just not really moving the needle of liberty. In fact, in many cases, sadly, they're becoming sideshows. 
Right. Is it better, for example, to sue big tech in bed with big government, in bed with the universities? Do you think you're going to win there? Or is it better to build our own institutions? I mentioned that, you know what, a thousand Americans putting in a dollar a day could buy radio stations. I mentioned that 300 businesses putting in $100 a month could get that done. <clears throat> There's a lot of ways we could go about it, folks. But the way not to go about it is to die on specific hills and tie up all your resources over singular issues. So I appreciate Laura Loomer trying to sue, but I don't believe that your answer is in the courts. I don't believe going to the same government that created the very big tech mafia frontmen uh, that you think of that government who funded it and was involved in it all the way to the end. I don't think that group is the one to go to and beg them to let the Supremes help you, let the few at the top. And that's like going to them to solve elections. Okay, the more we go to the courts, the more we act like they're the... The only power in America, and they're the only deciding factors in America. See how, in my opinion, short-sighted and foolish that is? Look, if you want to make a difference, the only way you're going to do it is to educate the masses. The only way you're going to educate the masses is through your First Amendment. That's why it's first. Because there's five fundamental freedoms you can focus on there. Freedom of the press and freedom of speech both relate to talk radio, don't they? Uh, let me get this right. If I'm on the radio, I mean, by the way, radio... One of the first, um, what, social media? One to many? Yeah, radio was kind of the first social media, wasn't it, guys? Not counting newspapers? Printing of the press, the spoken word, freedom of speech. See, that's where we're going to, in my opinion, gain the most ground. Unless the government gets really, really crazy and radical, uh, that's the least likely that you're going to die on that hill. If you're a business and you fund a radio station... And then they run the radio commercials to help you write off the expenses that you have. I don't see how that puts you in a ton of harm's way. Well, it's a little bit of harm's way compared to not standing up at all. I get it. But if we have greater numbers, we can be successful. And people don't have to die on a hill to get it done. So I ask the last hour, is that a hill that you want to die on? But I highlight this hour by saying this. Listen carefully to the next headline. Facebook got hacked, you know, right? Did you hear about that? Facebook got hacked. And it was 530 million users. 530 million users that got hacked and their data got leaked. And well, now Facebook has something to say about it. You ready for the headline from the Facebook crowd? Mark Zuckerberg and these guys. Here's what they say to you. Facebook says data from 530 million users was obtained by scraping, not a hack. Now, do you even know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Let me just ask you, do you even know what that means? Most folks have no idea what that even means. What the heck is a scraping rather than a hack? Well, let me try to enlighten you. It's a complicated reality that we face, but I'll dumb it down in an effort to, to, to get everybody's arms around it. A hack is when you literally brute force and or uniquely find a backdoor way to get into something and betray all defenses. And you're inside and you can just run amok and do whatever you want to do. You've been hacked. You've been compromised. They're inside now and, hey, you know, it kind of reminds me of Willy Wonka. 
You get inside the chocolate factory late at night, and, man, you got a run of the whole place. Do whatever you want, man. Right? Eat all the chocolate and cruise down the chocolate river. Whatever you want to do, you're free to go. That's a hack. And I, I don't want you big tech guys to call me and say, Sam, you didn't explain that quite right. There's a technical difference in what I know. Just stop. Well, Sam, there's a difference in white guy hacking and black guy hacking, and one's the good guys and one's the bad I know. Okay, but I don't want to get so technical that I lose half my three-quarters, what, nine-tenths of my audience? I want to keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, baby. I want to make it simple to where people understand it. So I'm telling you that a hack is when you breach the defenses and you're inside with absolute ability to do whatever you want to do. Scraping, on the other hand, is a technical term, don't you know? Which has to do with you're using the API. You say, what the heck, Sam, is an API? Look, programs and software and systems have interfaces to where you're supposed to be able to intentionally communicate. All right? And these APIs is a framework to which you can talk to them. So let's say that I'm the DMV, just for instance. And I know that insurance companies need to get information on my driver's records because that's how they decide what insurance is. So I create an API to the DMV database, and then insurance companies can talk to my database via this API, application programming interface, kind of an idea. Okay. And I let them now communicate. And I say, look, here's how you make sure that you're a legitimate insurance company. Here's how you make sure that you're a legitimate user, that you have rights to access it, right? And then you can access it only for the purposes that you've been given granted access for. And so I, I control it very carefully through this API, but I give access. I grant very controlled, limited access via this interface that I've built. That's an API right now. So scraping is this idea that I'm using the API and I'm gathering legitimate data. Uh, and I'm not doing it illegally or wrongfully, but I'm, but I'm gathering it, gathering it, gathering it. So what Facebook is trying to say is, look, it wasn't a big hack. We didn't get meltdown compromised. But you know what? It was a scraping exercise where they just gathered a little bit of here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. Some of it on the public Internet. Some of it may be the API. Some of it may, may have been a misuse of the API, meaning... Well, you had access to this, but we didn't realize you could get that also. So not controlled enough rights, if you will. Anyway, the bottom line is uh, Facebook wants this big to-do about they were scraped, not hacked. And from a technical point of view, the difference is huge. But from the average American point of view, I don't give a rip how it happened, Facebook. Okay? You literally got compromised in some way by hook or by crook, by well-intending people or evil people. I don't even know what the point of the purpose or who or what or how. Because I'm not on the inside to know the details between their technical terms, scraping and hacking. But here's what I do know. My personal information, if I'm one of the 530 million, which I don't know if I am or not, because there's not a good way to know if you're one of those people or not. Somebody will say to me, no, Sam, there's a website on the Internet that could tell you, yeah, go study that, smarts. And you'll find out that it rarely tells you if you are really one of the people that are hacked or not. The details are very technical, but it doesn't tell you if you were hacked or not, if you were scraped or not, or if your information was compromised or not. To those of you who think you know, go tell me what it does tell you. Yeah. And you'll discover very quickly that there's a piece of information that it tells you about, but it doesn't tell you about the whole deal. It doesn't tell you what really happened. 
So let's take an email address. For instance, it might tell you if your email address was um, compromised or not. That doesn't tell you all the details or whether you were in it or not. And what if you choose your wrong email address to find out? What if there was an email address typo for you, but yet everything else was right and everything else got hacked and or scraped and compromised, but your email address was wrong? See, you can't know. And Facebook is intentionally making it difficult for you to know. So suffice us, wow, sufficeth, uh, sufficeth to say that we don't know whether we've been hacked or not. None of us. We can't know. Now you say, well, some people can know. Yeah, in very limited circumstances, you can find out. But to, to think you can definitively know is not true. Nevertheless, here's the point. Why have we relied on Facebook so much? Why do we have 530 million records that have been compromised now by hacking or scraping or whatever term? How did that get so big and massive? The answer, government in bed with big tech and universities built these behemoth organizations that now we want, what, big tech to testify before Congress? We want Laura Luma to sue them, and we're going to get to the bottom of that, and we're going to, okay, I think we need to go about building our own institutions, folks. That's what we need to do. We need to go and be about building our own institutions. So this big apparatus, this, quote, Republican majority, hey, Sam, do you support Mitt Romney? Waste of my time. All right, mainstream Luke Bryan, well-known country singer. Hey, man, he's not going to be on American Idol. He's tested positive for the Coco, so he's out. Paula Abdul will fill in for Luke Bryan as a judge on American Idol. That's great. Is that the kind of news you want to focus on and spend time on? It's pretty interesting. It's not what I think we ought to spend our time on. Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, 
and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, I don't, I don't mean to go on about this forever, but, but you know what? What hill do you want to die on? By hurt or by crook, are they abusing us, compromising all of our data, controlling us, using their big tech to while to 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 uh, you know what lure us all in, and then you know what they betray us. They betrayed over five hundred thirty million records, and when they get caught doing it, they're like, nah, it wasn't hacking; it was scraping. So what? I don't care. You compromise my information, people, and if you did it by accident, that's fine. But you owe me a big apology. What you don't owe me is to attack me and kick me off your, hey, I got you lured in. I let you gather a big following, and then I literally compromised your information and kicked you out there. But we need to create our own institutions. All right, and I appreciate Luke Bryan. I pray for him and hope he gets better from the cocoa. He ought to try to get a hold of Dr. Pierre Corey and get some ivermectin, though. That's what I'd do if I were Luke. You want to find a way to mitigate the co- uh, effects of the COVID? Go ahead and get a hold of Dr. Pierre Corey. By the way, he testified before the Senate. If you don't believe my information is good, Luke, <clears throat> you can go ahead and watch his testimony before the Senate. You can ask YouTube why the heck they shut it down and won't let you hear the other side of the story. But then you can go ahead and try Dr. Pierre Corey's COVID response and solution. See how quick you get better, buddy, and then you can become an advocate for it. What do you say, Luke? Then you could fun talk radio since I gave you the incredible tip, huh? All right. I digress, except to say that we need to build our own institutions. We don't want to die on hills in the sacred cause of liberty. We want to live for liberty, not die for liberty, not have them shut us down. We need to work together, and I think we can do that by buying AM and FM radio stations, by promoting our online services, Liberty News Radio, Loving Liberty Networks, uh, Liberty Roundtable, other incredible talk shows, C.L. Bryant's show, Beth Ann Schoenberg's incredible radio show, uh, Brian Hyde's show. Um, You know, there's so many different shows that we could promote, right? Kate Daly's show. And there's a lot of other shows that we could add if we just had enough money. What we need is staff and time. I've got my day job. I've got eight children. I've got plenty to do for my church and my family and my God and my country. But you know what? I don't have enough staff and enough time and enough money to work on all the projects that need to be worked on. We find ourselves working on these projects late at night to try to catch up and keep up. Okay, but but if you don't believe me on this scenario that I'm talking about when I say government is in bed with big business, big tech, uh, collegiate universities to create this trifecta, big tech tyranny, big tech mafia, as some people put it. If you don't believe me, that's the case. Why don't you focus on a story that I just got from your mainstream press? Headline says the U.S. Department of Defense, that's the DOD has developed a microchip that when inserted underneath the skin may detect COVID-19 in a patient's blood. Whoa. 
Did you just hear what I told you? Yeah. The U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, has developed a microchip that, when inserted underneath the person's skin, may detect COVID-19 in a patient's blood. Now, did you know the Pentagon? I'm sorry, the Department of Defense was working on that? Do you think they had any big tech folks helping them? There? you think there's any university people involved there? No? This is mainstream press stuff. You go look that up right now. You go look up the U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, if you will, has developed a microchip that when inserted underneath the person's skin can detect if there's COVID in the blood. The Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. You know who that is, don't you? The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Do you know who that is, Cameron? Do you know the, the nickname for the, that group? Just ask my board op if he knows. He doesn't because he's like the average American, and they don't know these things. But it stands for DARPA. You ever heard of DARPA? Yeah, that's the government research arm that uses big tech to literally control your life. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, known as DARPA, listen, operates under the guidance of the Pentagon and was tasked with taking pandemics off the table. Retired Colonel Matt Hepburn said, who leads the agency's rapid vaccine effort. That's what he told CBS News 60 Minutes. That was Sunday, by the way, that he you know highlighted that, right? Hepburn explained that the implant continuously tests a patient's blood and can be used to prevent COVID-19 outbreaks such as the one that occurred on the U.S. Theodore Roosevelt. Um, in April 2020. Okay, now listen to me carefully. So this guy literally now is using the military as his trump card. Pardon the pun. <laughs> he works for the Department of Defense, DARPA, and everything. And so he, under the Pentagon, and so he's like, hey, this could be used on these military ships there. But what do you think Fauci will do with it, huh? Think it'll just stay on the ships for the military there? Among some of the current projects that the Defense Advanced Research Agency, DARPA, is developing. Listen to this. You ready? I told you about the first one, right? Yeah, the chip installed underneath your skin that can pay attention to your blood and tell you if you have the cocoa or not, right? But they're also creating a health monitoring what do they call this? Subdermal? Do you know what subdermal means, Cameron? Underneath the skin, right? Implant. They say it's not a government tracking microchip, but rather a tissue-like gel engineered to continually test your blood. But I'm lost a little bit. I'm kind of redneck. I'm a little bit not smart enough. How do you say that it's a health monitoring subdermal implant, but then you say it's not a government tracking microchip? 
okay, what you're trying to tell me, let's see how stupid I am, okay? What you're trying to tell me is we're not using it for tracking right this second. We just want to monitor your blood and know if you have the COVID, but we're not going to track you with it. But let me ask you some fundamental questions. Are they going to keep track of who they put this chip in or not? If they are, then there's a list of Sam has the chip. Dave has the chip. Roger has the chip. Tina has the chip. And so on. And then you say, okay, if they have the chip, how will the chip let somebody know if you've got COVID in your bloodstream? Well, we're going to report back to where? To who? To when? Okay, they're lying to you when they tell you that it's not a government tracking microchip. They're lying to you. You can say, okay, Sam, it's not really government tracking because... It's not really uh, intended to track you. So on 60 Minutes, April 11th, 2021, they were talking about this thing. Okay? They say you put this chip, this gel, this whatever underneath your skin. And what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going on in your body. And that signal... If it shows that you have the cocoa in your blood, says that you're going to have symptoms that will be happening tomorrow. Dr. Hepburn explains. It's like a check engine light relating to the COVID for your body. DARPA also developed new ways to detect COVID-19 and treat it. They say the agency created, for example, a dialysis, dialysis machine for your kidneys, right? That's what dialysis is. They helped a military spouse, also known as, quote, patient 16 there. Recover from a, a severe outbreak of the COVID virus. The machine passes the blood through a passes the patient's blood through a filter takes the virus out and put the blood back in Hepburn told 60 minutes. So you can't say that. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is on 60 minutes in the mainstream press, right? So when I tell you that DARPA and big tech and the Pentagon and secret money and universities and all these people are in bed together, do I need more evidence people? Liberty Roundtable live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The FDA and the CDC will stop using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at federal sites and urge states to do so as well as they investigate safety issues Wednesday. Six recipients, all women between the ages of 18 and 48, developed blood clots. One woman died and a second woman in Nebraska has been hospitalized in critical condition. Authorities in Washington, D.C. are searching for a person who shot three women, two of them fatally, before lighting an apartment on fire with a new board inside Monday night. Two victims were pronounced dead at the scene. Authorities believe the fire was set by the attacker who was leaving the apartment. No other details were given by authorities. 
In keeping up with his long-standing environmentalism, Prince Philip will reportedly receive an eco-friendly send-off, flying in a $1,200 wood coffin carried by an electric Land Rover. Philip's funeral is Saturday for the Duke of Edinburgh. He died in his sleep Friday at the age of 99. This is USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Chase. Three in four people have concerns about creating a budget that's flexible and realistic, according to a study conducted by Chase. And 89% of respondents expressed concerns about preparing for unexpected costs. It's Financial Literacy Month, an opportunity for people to take a closer look at their money and make the necessary adjustments to improve their financial health, like budgeting, saving, and tracking credit scores. To get started, Chase has launched a new website with information and tools designed to help. Melissa Hotziglou, a leader for financial health at Chase. Financial health is a journey, and we are dedicated to helping our customers think and plan for their financial future. This new website features tips and tools for how to budget, grow savings, build credit, or connect with bankers who can offer guidance for whatever stage they are in. For resources, tools, and information, visit chase.com slash personal slash financial hyphen goals. President Biden continues to sell his very expensive infrastructure bill. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau has more. President Biden meeting with Republicans at the White House on Monday to discuss his $2.25 trillion infrastructure plan. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy on why the meeting is taking place. I mean, the whole point of this meeting is to try to get Republicans to vote for the bill. Yeah. And and But we're, we've got a lot of questions. The door's open. It's heavy, but the door's open. That audio courtesy of Fox News. Over 100 executives of major corporations held an online meeting Saturday to plan ways to thwart election integrity laws being considered in many states. The Washington Post called the meetings an aggressive dialing up of corporate America's stand against election integrity laws like Georgia's. Former Senate Democrat leader Harry Reid warned President Biden about trying to pack the Supreme Court with additional justices. We better be very, very careful in saying that we need to expand the Supreme Court. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I think we need to take action. I think we need to build our own institutions. And I think the Pentagon and the government and the big tech and the, all these people are out of control. But we've got to fight back in a meaningful way. The U.S. Department of Defense, folks, the DOD has literally developed a microchip that when it's inserted into the skin may detect the patient's blood. So let me ask you, Coco folks who want to run around and wear masks everywhere you go and force the rest of us to do so as well. How many of you folks that have taken the COCO vaccine and want to force the rest of us to take the vaccine as well? Now, I know some of you are saying, I wear masks, Sam, and I've been vaccinated. I just feel that way, and but I'm not wanting to force everybody else to do so. My response is good for you. I celebrate your desire for freedom, and I support your, your freedom to choose as you think best, as I hope to be able to do as well. So good for you people, by the way. Uh, but nevertheless, what about those who want to force everybody to wear masks, to take vaccines? Are you willing to take the next step then? What if I say I won't get the vaccine, but I will get a chip under my skin there where it can monitor and tell me I'm going to be sick tomorrow, stay home? What if somebody's willing to get the vaccine and put the chip underneath their skin that the Pentagon has developed? The Defense Advanced Research Project, DARPA. 
operates under the Pentagon and has been tasked with taking pandemics off the table. Yeah, health monitoring subdermal implant. They say it's not a government tracking microchip. Yeah, it is. But rather a tissue-like gel engineered to continuously test your blood. That's what they claim it. Okay, but I look at all this and I go, wow. How many people are willing then to say, well, we want to force everybody to take the microchip? Um, let's see. A microchip inserted underneath the skin. A health monitoring subdermal implant. What if they say we need you to take that? That's going to be your passport. In fact, wait a minute. In fact, we're going to create a passport that when you show your passport, it's going to say, number one, if you've been vaccinated, and number two, if you have the ooh, the microchip insert. All we got to do is when you walk by, press a button that says chip report. And the chip could report, and if it doesn't report back when we query your chip, then we know that you're in the scarlet letter camp. You follow me? Yeah, this has been developed by the Pentagon. Developed by DARPA under the direction of the Pentagon. The U.S. Department of Defense, the Pentagon, DARPA, all weird words to say, black op military. Now look, did we fund this thing? Did you fund the creation of this chip by your government? With your tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen, and the answer is clearly yes, you did. Did you intend to do that? Probably not. Did you know that they were even working on this with your money? Probably not. Do you care that they developed this with your money? Probably not. Are you comfortable with the government having this technology in their hands? Do you even care? Where do we go from here now? So you got to wonder, are you willing to take the COVID vaccine? Are you willing to take the COVID What's this thing called? What's this thing called? We don't have a name yet. Should we just call it the DARPA chip? For lack of another term? What do you call that thing? The DARPA chip? A health monitoring subdermal implant? Yeah, it's not a government tracking microchip there. Okay, so I'm going to call it the DARPA chip for now. So the DARPA chip has been developed with your tax dollars, unbeknownst to you. (laughs) Sorry about that. We're just trying to keep you safe, don't you know? But now are they going to mandate eventually to say you got to have a vaccine and you got to have the chip. In fact, the chip can be used to tell us if you've had the vaccine or not. And to tell us if you're, quote, negative on the COCO virus. See how much we can know from this chip? In fact, this health monitoring chip could be expanded to know all kinds of things about your health. Yes, it could. You say, well, wait a minute, Sam. The chip might not be that intelligent. It might not be able to store that much in this little teeny chip under your skin. I know. I know. But remember, it's not a government tracking 
device there. But it might be a government reporting device. All it's got to do is report its number. Sam, you're 592-8671-3289. That's Sam's chip number, for instance. And that number, all it's got to do when you query it, you can put a little sensor over the skin, bloop, and it comes back and says, that's the number. Now, all i got to do is plug that number into the database, and voila, it comes up with all kinds of information in the database on Sam. First off, Sam's not positive for the COVID. Thank heavens. Uh, Sam does have the vaccine. Thank heavens. Sam is not politically active. Good news. He does vote for mainstream candidates. Even better news. He's not concerned with the birth record of Barack Obama. Good news. He's not a whacked out birther. He is not concerned about the election fraud. He thought that was a bunch of crap. So, uh, you know what? He's okay on that front. He is not babbling conservative rhetoric on Facebook and Twitter. He hasn't been banned from those services. Good. And now the social credit and the health monitoring are all intact. And this health monitoring subdermal implant becomes very valuable for the government to control you. And just literally in seconds say you are in or you are out. If Sam does test positive for the COVID, arrest him on the spot and isolate him now. If Sam does not have the vaccine, you see how irresponsible this nincompoop is anyway? He must hate us and hate the city. He's a hater. He's probably a racist. Mm. Where does this all go? Where does this information go? Who will control it? How will it be controlled? Will it be kind of like Facebook there? Where they say data from 530 million people was compromised, but don't worry, it wasn't a hack, it was a scrape. Is that the response? If they, What if the information is not hacked that just gets to the hands of Joe Biden and you're a Trump supporter? Or no offense, vice versa, what if it gets in the hands of a Trump organization or a Trump administration and you're a, a, a Barack Obama supporter? Or what if it gets in the hands of, well, government pretty much and big education and the Pentagon? They're pretty anti-religion these days. What if they find out you're religious? Right? So all it's got to do is tap into a database with simply reporting its own chip number when asked. And they could give a treasure trove, a complete dossier on any of us with all kinds of litmus tests along the way. Does he have the COVID? Yes or no. Has he been vaccinated? Yes or no. Is he politically active? Yes or no. Does he have health problems? Yes, here's what they are, or no. Has he been homeschooled? Yes or no. Does he file his tax returns via the IRS? Has he had any past IRS issues? Yes or no. Does he own guns? Is he on the gun registry database? Yes or no. Does he have a driver's license? Yes or no. Does he have a passport? Yes or no. Has he ever had and or been tested for the COVID? Yes or no. Can we judge him by the company he keeps? Who is their associates? What class? What group does that put him in? Is he a Trump supporter? Yes or no? 
Is he a talk radio listener? Yes or no? Is it really a he or is it a she or is he non-binary, non-sexual, asexual, uh, pansexual, whatever? What? If he's one of those males, then the next question is, is he white? Let me get this straight. White, male, Christian, owns guns, likes talk radio, has never been tested for COVID, doesn't have the vaccines, doesn't have the, wait a minute, how do we report on all this if he doesn't have the chip? Oh, boy, we better round this guy up. A chipless American? That's a white male? Are you kidding me right now? Has he overpopulated the earth with babies? I mean, if he's been involved with many women and not taking any responsibility, he's probably a rock star. Sporting, um, a sports athlete or somebody. If he's only got one woman with a bunch of children, there's something wrong with that, see? See, they're, they're, what can they do with this data, I ask you? Are we willing to let them use our tax dollars to advance this DARPA project? Maybe I need to call it Operation DARPA Chip. Did you know about it? You do now. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how much do you know about Operation DARPA chip, huh? Yeah, you didn't know anything about it, although you put a lot of hard-earned money into that sucker. Yeah, a DARPA implanted, a DARPA-funded implanted biochip 
to detect COVID-19. They got it. They say it could hit markets by 2021. Yeah, COVID's DARPA biochip. Yeah. DARPA-funded company makes injectable chip to determine if COVID positive. DARPA seeks secure microchip supply chain. Wow. Don't worry, though. They're working on security features for the chip now. That's kind of the holdup. They got it all done except for the security. Yeah. The crux of the program is to develop a new technological framework in which different functionalities and blocks of individual properties, among them are data storage, computation, signal processing, and managing the form and flow of data. And that can be created into uh, this, this chip is made up of chiplets. You got it? Small chiplets that can be mixed, matched, and combined under an interposer. Um, I don't know if you know, but DARPA is also working on a chip. They have a plan to implant chips into soldiers' brains as well. So this isn't just... This isn't just a um This isn't just a, a COVID thing. COVID might be the lead chip under this thing that I'm calling Operation DARPA chip. But they're wanting to implant these chips into soldiers' brains too. So they're they're beyond imagination, folks, and what they're trying to work on. It is hard to even report on this because people think I'm nuts if I report on it. Like, wait a minute, Sam, that just can't be now. It is. It can be. Right? A microchip. Are you willing to take one of those microchips? Then he would say, oh, no, by golly, I wouldn't take one of them. Heck no. But what if it becomes a litmus test of who you are? You're either in society or you're a rebel and outside of society. What happens if that chip then eventually has capabilities and powers to then trigger pain responses for things they don't like? Like if you start thinking about Donald Trump as your buddy and Biden's your enemy, what if we just send a little pulse down the line that just says, "Uh uh-uh, quit thinking like that, you radical, whacked-out, extremist, conservative uh, racist, stop that. In fact, what if they use racist, whenever you have a racist thought. You ever had any racist thoughts, people? It all depends on how you define a racist thought, huh? It all, it all depends on what a racist thought is. You ever uh, thought of a racial joke and kind of snickered and laughed? Oh, boy. You're ripe for, um, well, we got to train you. We got to put you in anti-racial training there, and we got to, have you ever had a bad thought about the lifestyles you disagree with, sexually related? You ever thought, what the heck is a pansexual, man? Those guys are crazy. 
You ever thought that? We got to stop you from that abuse. Is this crazy? Where are we going to go? Marjorie Taylor Greene, a new congresswoman, says here comes the gun grab. Right? Now where? Now where do we go? I don't know where we go. This is serious. Where do we take this? Where does it go? Here comes the liberal gun grabbing. So let me get this right. They're going to give me a chip. They're going to force me to take the vaccines. Uh, They're going to take away my guns. What will America be like? Will America be a safer, a better place, or a worse place? See, Americans better wake up and get involved, and they better do it fast. Right? Americans better get involved, and the best way that I know to get involved without dying on a hill and losing everything you have, is to get involved in the media in some way. And if you say, Sam, I just couldn't be a talk show host. I understand everybody doesn't need to be a talk show host. Sam, I'm just not a good writer. I understand everybody's not a good writer. But you can fund us who are doing these things. You can help by gathering news. You can help by pushing back against the matrix by pushing back against those who don't want you to be red-pilled and caught up. You can push back by saying we're going to jettison all the mainstream press news sources and we're going to trust and focus on and get involved with conservative, constitutional, moral, truth-tellers. How much do you know about Operation DARPA chip? I bet you didn't know anything until you heard this program. But not only does the U.S. Department of Defense want to create a chip to track whether, you get, whether you're going to have the COVID or not. DARPA wants to implant chips in soldiers' brains as well. Y'all cool with that, folks? I'm sure not. Marjorie Taylor Greene now says, here comes the liberal gun grabbing. The U.S. government had a budget deficit under the Biden administration that just has ballooned to epic levels. I don't know if you saw this. The U.S. government's budget deficit ballooned to $660 billion in March, marking a 454% increase compared to last year under Trump, folks. It's the third largest monthly deficit ever recorded in history. The federal government spent $927 billion while recording revenue of only $268 billion in March. Treasury Department officials explained all this to us, and the Washington Post reported on it. The U.S. deficit, listen, The U.S. deficit for the first six months of fiscal year 2021, which, by the way, began in October. Listen, 
reached a massive $1.7 trillion. The huge deficit surge was largely caused by the $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus spend. It was passed and signed into law in March, according to the Post. The rate of spending is out of control. The U.S. spending is on track to surpass $3.1 trillion. I don't even know how to respond to this. It's so egregious. It is so out of control, it's hard to even report on this thing. Right? Wow. It's hard to even know how to respond to this, huh? I don't even know how to respond. Where do we go from here, folks, when we spend that kind of money? There's no way we can recover from that kind of spend. Right? There's no way that we can spend that kind of money and survive it. The U.S. deficit's on track to surpass $3.1 trillion. I don't even know how to respond to that number. All right. I don't know where to go from here with this. They had the Paycheck Protection Program. They had to spend all this money. Right? It's the Bipartisan Policy Center that's reporting on all this. I wish we had a nonpartisan policy center, not a bipartisan one. Now they say President Joe Biden speaks during a video conference or whatever about all this. They say during the pandemic, Congress has allocated $6 trillion for the pandemic relief effort. Where do you go with this, folks? The Biden administration says, here's how we pay for it. We increase the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%. That ought to pay for the ambitious plans. I don't even know how to respond to this. So let me get this straight. The government's trying to grab your guns. The Pentagon's trying to put a chip in you. Fauci's trying to vaccinate you. Businesses around the country are trying to force you to wear masks or get the heck out of their establishments. And now I find out that the Department of Defense wants to put chips in soldiers' brains. (laughs) And now um, I find out the U.S. government budget deficit ballooned to $660 billion in March alone. That's just beyond imagination. I don't even know how to respond to those numbers. And I know you say, Sam, you've said that 20 times. I know. But I want you to understand it, folks. The U.S. deficit, folks, is on track to surpass $3.1 trillion. And that's why I talk about this 
over and over because look, are we going to get incensed about this or are we just going to be like, mm, ho-hum? Nothing we can do about it, right? Where are we going to go with this kind of discussion? Who are you going to call? Here's my solution. Turn to God. Turn to family. Promote the Constitution as your political religion. Stand for God, family, and country. Get involved in solutions that educate and bring other people to a knowledge of the truth. Then by our greater numbers, can we stand for the sacred cause of liberty? By our greater numbers, can we demand honest elections? Can we demand honest money? Can we demand real education, not indoctrination? Can we reject government solution to everything and we can in, in our uh, families and local areas work on solutions that create transparency and accountability? It all starts with you getting involved. The only question left is, are you going to die on a hill? Or how will you get involved and what will you spend your money and time on? Serious questions for the, I guess not for the faint-hearted, right? All right, hour two in the can. Sam Bushman, God Save the Republic of the United States of America. Donate at LovingLiberty.net, please. 